Hey, this is Chaplain Tony Repic with the, the podcast called The Balance from Biddle Air National Guard Base. And I'm excited that I'm sitting down with a gentleman today that you're going to get to know pretty, pretty well um, over this uh, hopefully short discussion, but you never know how long it's going to go. Um, someone who's extremely beneficial for not just uh, the folks here at Biddle Air National Guard Base, but for the military family at large. So one of the things with podcasts that I'm doing here called uh, The Balance this concept of focusing on mind, body, spirit, and social. And we want to make and give tools to folks that are listening to this podcast, um, tools to make them healthy and whole, not just in work, not just in life, but in both, their whole life. And so that, that's the, the concept is put these tools in that tool belt so that you have a life plan, um, resources that you can tap into to make your life successful. So I have Mr. Eric hergen Roder. What do we call you? H what? What is it? Uh, H plus 11. H plus 11. Nice. H yeah. plus 11. He is a, a newly appointed AGR JAG here at the wing. We're excited to have him. We're going to get to know him a little bit today. So Eric, hey, welcome to the podcast here, The Balance. I'm glad you're taking part of us today. So tell us a little about yourself, where you're coming from, how many kids you have, just so the folks that are, um, that are listening to this know, know who you are. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tony. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Uh, again, Major Eric Hergenroder. Um, I am from, uh, where am I from? I'm from Baltimore, Maryland originally. Uh, we moved around growing up, um, but uh, Maryland is home. Um, after college, after law school, I joined JAG Corps as an active duty Air Force JAG. Did that for about six and a half years. I did all kinds of different things all over the place. I was the chief of legal assistance, civil law, which is sort of contracts, uh, you know, agreements, installation issues. Um, and then I spent a ton of time doing military justice, which is sort of uh, military criminal law. So. Uh, did that for a number of years as a prosecutor, as a defense attorney uh, overseas. Um, so I spent a lot of time in the Pacific um, and then was actually the legal advisor to the Air Force Drug Testing Laboratory doing forensics, which was fascinating. Um, started having little kids and, uh, you know, the active duty lifestyle uh, became a bit, bit more of a challenge. So we decided to separate. Um, I actually joined the DEA uh, at that time as a, as a civilian attorney, stayed uh, in the IMA program for the reserves. Um, and then started working my way in the DC area up, you know, through the, through the ranks of DEA. And my most recent position was a uh, supervisor for the administrative law section, um, where I had about 18 staff, uh, about 15 attorneys and three paralegals under me, um, still have little kids, uh, and was, uh, you know, the deputy staff judge advocate at Martinsburg on the guard side. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife and I had a long, long discussion, uh, maybe about a year ago about, um, you know, Hey, is this sustainable? For this period in our lives mm -hmm. um and so we started looking for opportunities and you know i'd always told her that if there's an opportunity to wear the uniform full-time again i would i would i want to do that um and uh she she was extremely gracious obliged was willing to make the move when this opportunity came up nice. so so yeah so it's my my wonderful beautiful amazing wife uh i have uh, three children uh so ava max and reese um, they are eight, five, and uh, two and a half. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You're a busy guy right yeah. now. Eight, yeah. five, and two and a half. Remember those days. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know what's interesting what you mentioned, Eric, is that um, you you were active duty. Where, where'd you do law school, by the way? University of Maryland. Maryland. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, how many years were you active? So, I was active six and a half years. Six and a half years active. You leave active duty. Yeah. You go to do some private work. How long were you in the, the private world then? Yeah, so I was a, a federal employee um, with the DEA okay. for and, uh, about almost five years. So during that period, okay. I was an IMA for three and a half, yeah. and then uh, was a DSG uh, deputy staff judge advocate out in Martinsburg. Gotcha, yeah. nice. So one, one thing that's unique, and again, this is this is no knock on active duty in, in general, um, 
you bring a different perspective then because you, you come out of law school, you go active duty. Now you do some other work outside the military. Yeah, you're still part-time, but you're doing different work. And so you come back to us here at the, at the wing at Bill Air National Guard Base, we'll have the TAC wing, and you get to share your expertise with us. And so I think what's unique about um, you coming on board full-time here is I came here full-time starting really in 18. And uh, I noticed almost weekly, I was having discussions with our airmen. And they had questions that were legal questions. And we didn't have, at that time, we did have a full-time person, but they, they went on a, on a tour, and we just haven't really had somebody here since about the middle of 18. Um, so, so we need you here. You know, we need you because there's so many questions that pop up. I mean, and you're not going to get in some discussion about that today. Um, the, the one thing I want to say, that this is intriguing to me, right? So I'm going to start off with this. Is, and this is a simple concept that's not easy to talk about because of the nature of it, right? This is the idea of a will. Mm-hmm. You know, before we deploy, I think everybody has to sit down with you and you, you ensure that they have some will in place, right? But what's intrigued me recently is that um, a high-ranking officer told me that they don't have a will, which is in- interesting. Um, and I called my mother, who just turned 70, and I said, hey, mom, because I was dealing with an issue here with an airman that unfortunately had mom and dad passed away. And mom and dad didn't have a will. And they were 70. And I just happened to ask my mom, like, hey, uh, Mom, what's, what's your plan here? What, what, do you have a will? Who's going to be your executor and all this stuff? And she said, uh, hey, hey, uh, Dwayne, she was calling my, my stepdad. Do we have a will? Like, they didn't even know. They didn't have a will. It's like crazy, right? So hearing what, what this, this airman went through and just my mom's telling me, oh, I'm going to be the executor. There's no will. These things are stressful. And, it, you know, you're dealing with something like a loved one passing. The last thing you want to worry about is all this minutia and administrative work, right? So t- talk about that. Why is it important? Why should not everybody in this in the un- in this uniform, or is this uniform, or in general life, why shouldn't they have to get a will? Yeah, no, yeah. that's a wonderful point. I mean, and, and I'll uh, even share a vignette of myself that as an attorney who managed legal assistance, that was my first job as a JAG, right? Um, I had access to all the programs, all the training, all the expertise. Um, it even took me about 10 years to do my own will. I wow. drafted it five times. Really? Um, but I, yeah. But again, part of those decisions of when you sort of sign it, you say, well, this person's going to be my executor. That person I want, you know, to, to do this or that. Um, it's a challenge, right? Yeah. To say who's going to be the guardian of my children, right? Sure, um, sure. And so, so I totally understand sort of the hesitancy or the challenge associated with doing it. But, yeah. you know, it is one of those things, like you say, um, you don't want to leave your loved ones with the challenge of trying to figure out what you wanted to have happen right yeah. in the event of your death sure and you know we provide an amazing service i have an amazing team so i'm here full time but on drill weekends we plus up from one person during the week which is me to six and so we have nice. two attorneys who are brilliant and awesome um one of whom was a former chief of legal assistant at uh at mcguire um and was like the legal assistance attorney of the year for the air force so if, if someone, you know, wants to talk to someone about, you know, wills, right, or a, a personal family matter or a civil matter, it, you know, that is a legal issue, yeah. you can set up an appointment with us um, to sit down for half an hour, chat with us. Nice. We can't help you on criminal law issues, um, sure. and we can't help if you're trying to sue the Air Force, but anything else is fair game. If someone wants, a, you know, a way to go and are looking for sort of legal guidance and counsel on the front end. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's one of our captains. And then our other captain, she's amazing as well. She has a ton of experience, and she is. Uh, you know, former prosecutor, former defense attorney, um, you know, a wonderful contract attorney right now. And she provides the exact same services too. And she is very caring 
and really truly wants to help people when, when that happens. Then we have a staff of three paralegals as well. So when we talk about wills, estates, and trusts, um, that's where sort of the, the rubber meets the road. Um, Mass Sergeant Tabar, our senior enlisted leader, has been doing these wills for, I mean, I think it's been 15 years, and yeah. he is like the expert at it. So he's been training our, our junior paralegals, and, and he knows more than wills than that, that I think I probably ever will. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's a service that we provide, right? So come get a will, right? Yeah. You know, during drill weekend, you can set it up. Um, you know, we can, we, we're, we're working on the SharePoint site where everyone can have access to those materials about how to get a will. Um, and that should be coming along soon. Um, but it's, it's critical because your will in concert with your advanced medical directive, right? Advanced medical directive telling you medical, medical providers what you want to have happen yep. if you can't make a decision on your own behalf um, in addition to healthcare powers of attorney that appoint an agent to make those decisions for you mm-hmm. all those things all three of those things work in concert in, in the event of a potential end of life or, or in stage condition yeah and it really does help tell not only the authorities so the court or any creditors that might be out there um, you know here's here's you know the order of operations um, but also really helps your family. The, the people that are going to be left with yeah. dealing with not just the emotional loss of you, but then the challenge of, of having to navigate whatever legal processes or financial issues that are out there. Sure, sure. And again, the opportunity to grant, get those things, we can do that for you. And it's something that typically on the outside, you know, even if you got a basic will through, you know, a website service, it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. Um, it's so, free. Yeah. So yeah, if you're so a military member yeah. or you're eligible to end it, we can, right. we can provide those services for you. And, and, you, know, you know, you you throw some words out there, and I'm only a little familiar with them just because I, I've been helping some folks recently. And, yeah. um, you know, what what it means to have you know a medical clause built into the will and all these other things. But here, here's the big here's the big kicker to all this. Um, our folks could be educated by just sitting down and talking to you. One, yeah. but I, I think can you hone in on this for a second? What are the detriments of not having a will? Talk talk a minute about that because I think that's the bigger the bigger por- portion of this is. Oh man, it just sounds too daunting. And you know what it is, but it's even more daunting if you don't have a will because there's there's other ramifications. Yeah, and it, it sort of depends state by state where you are um, in terms of the challenges associated with it. But um, if you don't have a will, um, and and if you have anything beyond the most basic of family structures, meaning in the sense that if you know most most assets, if if a court has to decide right how they're going to dispose of your property in the event of your death. They're going to go by what's called common law, right? Which goes back to merry old England and what you know uh, they used over there, which we adopted in the early American days. Which means that they're usually going to go by bloodline, right? So by your your lineage. So say you pass away, if you had then any living spouse, right, they would go to your spouse. Um, if your your spouse is predeceased you, if you had living children, it would go to your children. Uh, if you don't have children, you don't have a spouse, it would go to your parents. And so if you have anything. If you were divorced, if you have adopted a child, if you've done anything um, that is outside of the normal course of those things and you want anything else to happen with your property, yeah. right? If you want to make a specific request, if you want to give something to someone, that has to be in the will. You sure. have to have a will if you want that yeah. sort of stuff. Otherwise, you, you lose control of that. Basically, in the state, individual state would take over, right? And they would they take over as sort of the... Um, the, the disposition of that. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, so again, so probate, so probate's different in every state, yeah. right? And so there's, there are, you know, low levels of probate, there are 
higher levels of probate, there's no probate up to a certain threshold in certain states. So right. again, it's very state specific and probate is the process of, you know, if someone dies, what's called intestate, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that they don't have, they never appoint an executor or any of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, your, your property is going to sort of, your family is going to be left with, what do we do? How do we navigate this process? Someone's going to be appointed by the court, right? To manage right. that process, but, but it's a challenge, right? And again, having a document that you can show to everyone, right? Um, that says, this is what I want to have happen with my stuff um, is important. And also it's important, not just the will itself, because that talks about property typically, but yeah. um, when people come and talk to us, you know, one of the things we always harp on is, okay, this is a will. There are lots of things, lots of assets that you probably have um, that are governed by contract law, mm. that, that in the event of your death, you need to make sure that those things are lined up too in terms of naming and identifying beneficiaries. So for instance, 401ks, investments, um, life insurance policies, all those sorts of things when you get your will, um, you should also go in and update those things as well. Yeah, nice. And I can tell you, um, I deployed recently, so Sergeant Tabar helped me out. Oh, yeah. um, uh, Captain Luciana, she's still okay. captain, right, right now? Yep. Captain Luciana, and they walked me through it. I, I, I had questions, I did. And you know what? I, I felt so comfortable because I asked them and they explained them to me. Mm-hmm. And some things where I'm like, I think I should do this. You can always revisit it. The, the, the bottom line is, though, and look, I'm a chaplain, so I could speak of life and death at yeah. times. We just don't know what's going to happen in life. So while we're breathing, while we still have some control, take control of what you can right now. At least get get the will done, right? Knock that thing out. Um, and look, if you're listening and you're a spouse and you're like, my, my, my husband or my wife that serves never told me I had this option, get all over mine, all right? Because Eric and his team are here. They want to help you. And if you're near an active duty base, right, active duty base has the same services. Yeah, yeah. So, I think typically there's one caveat with that is that um, some active duty bases might might be reticent to provide guard support. Um, so okay. sometimes if you're on orders for over 30 days, though, if you're doing like an MPA tour, an ADOS tour, or yes. you have over 30 days, um, you, if you show them the orders and say, hey, I'm on orders over 30 days, they'll be able to help you out. I've had lots of folks that have been able to sort of get services if, if it was at a time when we couldn't provide them, you know, whether it's McGuire or Dover or wherever you're, you're nearby and yeah. you're on orders or you're about to deploy and you need something last minute, sometimes those folks can help out as you're getting out the door too. That's great. That's yeah. great, yeah. And I'm actually glad you didn't share your, your contact info yet. I was hope, I was going to hold you off, but don't do it. I want people to listen to this. Get to the end of the podcast. <laughs> And then um, you can you can share some of that contact info. But um, so so will so again everybody should have one. Let's knock it out again. Something you put in your toolkit to yeah. give you peace of mind. Kind of direct with but you know what what the future um, that's unknown for you. But what your future looks like in case and there's there's a, there's a catastrophic event. So that's good. Yeah. So some of the other services you know I, I get folks come in all the time. Um, custody issues, uh, issues with divorce, issues with real estate. And I know we, you don't, you guys don't, you can't handle all those things. Yeah. But um, talk a little bit about what you can offer and help out with, and what you're able to even guide people through. Because yeah. I get those questions almost once a week, and literally as a chaplain, someone comes in with this issue. No, yeah. and that's thanks for mentioning that, Tony, because yeah. that is another service we provide, right? In, in addition to sort of you know the wills and the actual testamentary documents, right? Um, again, we have the you have the opportunity as a military member. Uh, to sit down with an attorney if you have a personal civil legal issue, right? And you can sit down where I think I think of us, we can't represent you in court, right? Again, we can't represent you if you want to sue the Air Force <clears throat> or the Air National Guard, and we can't represent you in a criminal matter. But if 
you are interested in and you don't know like where to go, right? This site is a legal issue. I need to sit down and talk to someone who's an attorney who can point me in the right direction. Um, again, my staff is available to, to do that. You know, whether it's a 30 awesome. minute increment, you want to sit down and talk to them. You know, we can set up an appointment. Usually we'll try and get some general information about the, what the appointment is about so we can do the research on the front end yeah. um, so that we can sit down and prepare that member and say, hey, sort of this is the general landscape of what you're looking at. And here are some recommendations as to where you can go. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, again, I think these are some challenges that, that are there and just don't know. They don't know how, where to turn to sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's so, so good, again, having you full time here to be able to tap into and make those phone calls. And again, you're, you're going to save money initially and you, you can help direct folks. Whether or not you can provide the services right. is one thing, but you can actually offer up potential resources to where they can, you know, directly get what they're looking for yeah. on the outside. Again, that, that saves time, that saves money, yeah. saves, saves you, a, you know, headaches and everything else. Um, and again, the will, the will to me is, is, is huge. So um, transition for a second here about some personal stuff. How have you enjoyed the, your transition to the uh, to the Pennsylvania Air National Guard? So I've actually, I've actually loved it. So, yeah. um, you know, one of the things, uh, you know, when I was in D.C., um, one of the challenges is that sort of the, you know, the higher up you go, the less you get to really interact with people, right? You get to, you know, the less you feel like you're really helping people. Um, and so I wanted to sort of get back to that. And so mm -hmm. being able to build relationships and everyone to be so warmly welcoming um, and to say, hey, what do you think? You know, what, how, you know, how can you help? Like, we're excited to have you here. And it really has been a really positive, warm, welcoming environment. Um, and, you know, uh, I will say that the, the culture here has been fantastic. Everyone has been um, professional, uh, graceful, um, and, and the folks here are top notch. That's great. Are you a Philadelphia Eagles fan yet? I'm, I'm still a Baltimore Ravens fan. So oh, I'm like, they're not, they're not the AFC. So I feel like we're not yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure I, I will not be wearing my Ravens jersey <laughs> to a Phillies game or to an Eagles game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, the wing is lucky to have you to come aboard. I'm glad you're here. I think uh, I got back from deployment a few months ago. You had, you, I think you had just started right after yep. I came back, right? So um, I know we've worked together on some of this religious accommodation stuff. Yeah. Again, I, I think the one the one thing I like about this podcast and kind of what we're trying to do is the collaborative nature of, of all of our shops. They all intersect. Sometimes I've seen over my career, I started Army and I, and I moved over to the air side, 14 years Army Guard, deployments, ADOS tours, all this stuff. Um, and I saw, I saw lots of silos in mm -hmm. some ways. As I came to the wing, and I don't know if this is unique to the 111th back wing, but there is a collaborative nature here. And, you know, I, I, I want to work to support each other. And I think I'm going to challenge you if you're listening to this and you're you're in a different wing. You know, collaborate with your agencies. It's not about, you know, the, the chaplain show or the, the JAG show or the, you know, the, the, the sexual assault response coordinator show or the, the DPH show, right? It's a collaborative effort where if we're working together to try to help solve problems, man, it's that's the best. That's why the environment is right. going to be a good environment to work in. Yeah. Not that there's... Not going to be challenges, right? People in, in, our, in our own lives, we have challenges. But when we collaborate, um, I think that's where I get excited about doing the Balance Podcast. Yeah. Because you know, I'm a spiritual guy, if you will, out of the four, those four pillars, mental, you know, physical, social, spiritual. But it, it kind of bleeds into everything. I mean, you know, it, it kind of, it's the same thing with, with what you bring in your team. That's exactly right. And, what, and I mean, to your point, that's, that's what makes it fun, right? Like if I were just doing 
legal work all day, right, in a vacuum. Yeah, that, that's okay. I've done that, right? But right. when we get to interact and collaborate and I get to learn from you all, right, from your unique, you know, talent, skills, ex- expertise, and your perspectives, um, I think that makes us not only the wing better, but then it makes us better as officers or, you know, or members of the 111th Attack Wing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, hey, so I, I appreciate you sitting down today and at least getting this kicked off. I'm going to ask you to share your contact info in a minute, but... You know, for those that are listening, those that maybe have some feedback even for, for, for Eric or myself about what you, you want to learn more about regarding some legal things, um, I advise you seek us out and say, hey, do another one of those podcasts, but talk about this. This is, this is, this is a forum that we want to use to get good information to you, again, to make you healthy and whole in those, in those four areas of your life. So um, before we close today, I'm going to ask Eric, uh, would you would you share your, your number or whatever your Whatever you're comfortable with sharing yeah, so sure. folks know how to reach you and your team and, and get, get the help they need. Absolutely. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, so we are actually working on SharePoint site to get all that contact information out there as well as all the legal assistance resources. So you will see that uh, hopefully mid-March on um, the, the SharePoint uh, homepage uh, under the under the wing side. Um, but our extension is 7161. Again, 7161. We also have a uh, legal office org box that you can email. Um, and I wish I could, you know, name rattle off the <laughs> string there. But if you go in the gal and you put 111th attack wing, uh, 111 ATKW, um, uh, JA, that should pop up as the legal office work box. And you can always email that if you want to schedule a legal assistance appointment. Um, and then we can also, we'll also reach back out to you with instructions about how to sort of fill out will worksheets and those sorts of things in advance so that we can sit down with you, go through all the documents. Um, and then execute those uh, after meeting with an attorney. Fantastic. What was the extension again? 7161. 7161. And, you know, our public affairs team, a little, little uh, plug for them, they've done such a great job building these platforms that we're going to be able to, obviously, if you might be listening to one right now, maybe it's Twitter or, or LinkedIn or Facebook, um, where you're going to be able to tap into the podcast and also other links that take you to um, our, our app that we have, AF Connect app some of the SharePoint um, contact information that we, we can only access here on base, but that's, that's an avenue and just other ways that we can, we can, you know, get those resources into people's hands much easier than in the past so that spouses can listen to this. Cause I know we get so much information thrown to us, especially on a drill weekend, all these great things, but you go home and you're exhausted and you forget to communicate happily just because, right. not because you don't care because it's just so much information. So I'm hopeful that spouses are listening Family members are tuning into this. And um, again, we can all learn from each other so that, again, we can grow in those four areas of our lives to make our lives whole. I want to close by saying this, the, the concept of a balance, right? You, you've probably heard this before in life. Um, the key to life, they say, the successful life is balance. Balancing that you know, professional life, your personal life, and all these things. I think one of the reasons why we struggle so much with um, focusing on these four areas is because the way our, we're, we're wired as human beings we think if we put the same amount of effort in, in all four of those areas, that's what success is. But it's not about the amount of effort. It's just doing something in those four areas. I'll give you an example. You probably can't exercise for five hours a day. One, it's, it's not good for you, right? It's too much. Two, you don't have time to do it, right? And three, you would need to spend so much money on food because you have to refuel, you have to refuel and replenish your body. But if you do 30 minutes a day, um, which again, you might do more, um, spiritual things more than 30 minutes a day or f- spending time with family connecting in, in a day or looking at your, you know, I don't know, the, the, maybe some of you like looking at finances and you're just looking at the stock market, right? 
The idea, though, is just to do something in those four areas, you know, consistently. That's the balanced life at the end of the day. So I wanted to stress that because I think a lot of folks I talk to, and I mentioned this life plan, kind of like a will, their, their eyes glaze over, they get freaked out. And it's like, this is just too much. It's not really too much. It's just doing a, a little bit in each area to improve your life so you can win at work and be successful in life. And that's what this podcast is all about. So, Eric, thanks for bringing some of this to us today, sharing. I know folks are going to take advantage of this. And I'd love to have you back on here with some other information. Again, whatever we, whatever we hear and collect at the wing and... Uh, whoever you know may want us uh, to hit a topic, we're gonna we're gonna do that for, for our folks. Awesome. All right, so hey, thanks for tuning in again to the Balance Podcast. This is Chapman Tony Repic, and I'm out. <laughs>